Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco, all proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Halloween Tuesday, live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day one hour from now. There's some good football teams out there. Most of them have good quarterbacks. The Herd hierarchy, one hour from now, the top ten teams in the National Football League. I said it to my producer this morning at four in the morning. I get up early on Halloween. J-Mac, Ghouls. Which is tricks, treats. How about Detroit? Mm. I know you love the Packers in this division. That's a sad ending. Yeah, I'm a huge Packers fan. No, congrats on the Lions winning the division. Uh, And I'm hearing, there's a report now, it just came out on on social media, uh, that the Jets will be making an appearance in the herd hierarchy. So I'm very excited for next hour. Don't hold your breath on that. (laughs) All right, get used to saying this. Detroit Lions, NFC North champs. Detroit Lions, playoff team. Detroit Lions, vision, best in the division. Roster, best in the division easily. Green Bay doesn't have their future quarterback. Now that Kirk Cousins is hurt, they don't either. My guess is Chicago doesn't either. The Lions do. Now, in typical Detroit Lions fashion, they dominated the game Almost 500 yards to 150 for the Raiders. Dominated time of possession. Nothing's ever easy. In the fourth quarter, it was in doubt. But from general manager, quarterback, edge rusher, coordinators, O-line, weapons, they're really good. They're really good. There's nothing about the Lions I don't like except their history. It's why, come January, I'd probably trust the Niners, Philadelphia, or Seattle in the NFC playoffs. How did it happen? How did this happen? This laughable franchise, three years got good. Well, everybody in the same direction. They go and hire Brad Holmes. He'd been scouting Rams forever. Passed over multiple times. Finally gets the job he deserves. He wants to prove He's the man for the job. He has been. Great drafting. How did it happen, too? He makes a move for Jared Goff. He gets younger at quarterback and gets draft picks. Goff had a chip on his shoulder. Why? Felt he was disrespected. Took all the heat for McVay's failures at times, though rare, in Los Angeles. 
What then happened? The head coach was hired, Dan Campbell. Little odd, little unique, very quirky, had one chance earlier to coach, got kind of a label as, you know, not a thinking man's coach, a little bit of a meathead guy, so he had a chip on his shoulder. New GM, quarterback, coach, all something to prove. They deserve their positions, and they've all crushed it. One, two, and three, all pulling in the same direction. Brad Holmes, stud. For years, look at the guys he drafted while with the Rams. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl. I've seen him out-duel Mahomes. Jared's really good. And Dan Campbell, got a plan. Tough guy. Physicality. Players love him. Bill Parcells, for years, has backed him. It's amazing what happens when you're all pulling together in any business. Take a look at their division. In Green Bay, the GM was looking for the future. The quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, was talking retirement, and Matt LaFleur wanted to run his offense, not going in the same direction. In Minnesota, Kirk Cousins wants an extension and love. Let's be honest. The GM, the owner, and the coach want to get a new quarterback. In Chicago, are they ever pulling in the same direction? It is remarkable to watch. The GM, who deserved a GM job earlier, the quarterback who felt overlooked, blamed for everything in Los Angeles, and the coach who got a label that he didn't think was fair, a real human, smarter than people gave him credit for. He laughs at it now, talks about biting kneecaps, and this team with its coordinator hires is one of the smartest teams in the league. Now it's Detroit. Nothing is easy. I won that game. It was my favorite bet of the weekend, and I'm sweating it in the fourth as they dominate the game, dominate the clock, dominate the yards. I mean, the Raiders were one for nine on third and fourth down. How is that game close in Detroit? Eh, some of it is their history, Detroit. They've never been here before. But this is a real team. They're going to win the division for the foreseeable future. Most of their players are young and on the cheap. Goff's not cheap, but he's good. I'll pay for a top 10, 12 quarterback. There's not many people on the planet who are as good as Jared Goff. Here's the coach, Dan, after the win. I told the team the most important thing uh, about this game was us getting our identity back. And uh, that was what all the work was, that we put in this week was about. The whole focus was about getting back to what we do. And, and that was the most important thing. And that really showed through today. Was it perfect? It wasn't perfect. But ultimately, we got what I wanted to get out of it. And you come away with a win. By the way, if you go look at their GM and their coach and this year's draft, linebacker, Power back, tight end. The GM and the coach totally aligned on what they want this team to be. Resilient, tough, forceful. The GM, the coach, the quarterback, all in the same direction. Green Bay's well run, got splintered, right? Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, different feelings about the future in the building. Chicago's never aligned. Detroit finally is good for them. All right, let's talk Raiders. They were awful. Go ahead, blame Garoppolo. But this is, we know this. In most of your dynasties and great teams, you have a great quarterback, a great head coach, and a really good GM. Do we know if the Raiders are good at any of those three? Mark Davis hired all of them, right? Mark Davis signed off the owner on all of them. This was once a proud division, a proud franchise. It was once a proud franchise. Committed to excellence. I'm not sure what they're committed to. John Gruden got a 10-year contract. Who gives an NFL coach a 10-year contract? Mike Mayock, nice guy. TV to GM. That was odd. Bring two New England Patriot guys to run the show. Well, the two New England guys, it didn't work in the South. It hasn't worked here. It hasn't worked there. Why is it going to work out West? And then give Garoppolo three years. Like Jimmy G, three years. Hmm. If I said to you, shaky ownership in the NFL. You'd name six or seven franchises. Washington, they have new owners. We won't hold our breath. Chicago, Vegas, Arizona, Houston, Cleveland. Haven't y'all had a bad boss or a bad owner? You can do everything right. Employees often get the blame, but it's virtually impossible in my 20-something years in this business to overcome shaky bosses and bad owners. I'm lucky now. I was in Tampa. I had I had a bad owner. I had bad bosses. I had a bad newsroom. You can't overcome it. I've been very lucky my whole career. 
But all of you out there, no. Bad boss, bad owners, bad company. Every time the Raiders have to make a hire or sign a big check, Mark Davis gets the call. Don't know him personally, but I didn't think the franchise was run in Al Davis's later years at an optimal position, and I don't now. The Raiders have not had, and this is hard to believe, back-to-back winning seasons in 20 years. That is hard to do. That's hard to do. They fired coaches, GMs, new players, hit on draft picks, missed on draft picks. 20 years, 18 non-winning seasons. How? It's a big brand. People like playing in Las Vegas. How come they can't turn it around? Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo was bad. Yes, you can blame the coach. Devontae Adams, really upset, been outspoken, telling us the truth. But, I mean, it all starts at the top. If I say to you six or seven shaky NFL franchises, name them. You'll notice how many are in last place or third place and will eventually end in last place. The guy signing the checks has the final say. I don't trust the guy with the Raiders signing the checks. Here was Devontae Adams after. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly, I just don't know. For the record, I will contend they have four or five great players. I mean, they hung around that game last night. They've got some great players. Don't blame the employees. Max Crosby, it's like martial arts. You can't block him. Hands, feet, along. Can't block him. Devontae Adams, amazing. I mean, they got players. They've got guys. Don't blame them. It all starts at the top. Just list the six or seven shaky ownership groups in the NFL. Why are those teams all bad? Employees are not the problem. You may not love Garoppolo. He got to a Super Bowl. It's not the employees. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Well, they're calling it a blockbuster deal, although if James Harden is the star, uh, maybe it'll end up like blockbuster. Um, So James Harden goes to the Clippers with P.J. Tucker. Uh, the, The Sixers, by the way, didn't get a star, but I think won the trade. So the Sixers got lots and lots and lots of good draft picks or draft swaps, too. They got a chemistry upgrade getting Harden out of the building and multiple expiring contracts, which means they could have $65 million next year in cap space. The Clippers got a well-past-their-prime diva who's never reliable in the playoffs, adding to their weird circus of a roster, None dependable, Kawhi physically, Harden mentally, Westbrook shooting when it matters in April, May, and June. It feels like the Clippers owner, Steve Ballmer, who really is a basketball junkie, is making a business move over a basketball move. He's opening an arena next year in a very crowded sports market in Los Angeles where the Lakers are relevant, the Rams are relevant, college sports are relevant, Dodgers are relevant, so let's Open the new building with stars. Kawhi, Paul George, Harden, Westbrook. And every time one of these big city owners, because there's so much money at stake in the big cities, choose business over basketball, it fails. We saw it with Brooklyn. They made the playoffs. People liked the staff. They had chemistry. Blew it up for stars. Mess. We've seen the Knicks do it multiple times. Stars. Now I feel like the Clippers are doing it. Add Harden to Kawhi, to George, to Westbrook. I say it out loud. I wish Ty Lue the very best. Harden has quit on, what is it, three teams, maybe four. I lose track. But it feels like it is business over basketball. I, tell me a GM that doesn't want lots of draft picks and draft swaps, expiring contracts, better chemistry, and a handful of players like a, like a Robert Covington who actually do some things pretty well situationally good players, role players. I think much more about Philadelphia, not only now, but the future. I think the Clippers just got weirder. Say it out loud. Read those names on the roster. Tell me a GM, they all want draft picks, draft swaps, 
expiring contracts, and better chemistry and cap space. The Sixers got all of them. <laughs> I mean, they, they included a third team reportedly. Okay, see, they'll get another draft pick. I, I don't know what the Clippers got. Headlines? They can go to their fans and say, look, he's, we got another Hall of Famer. Harden is a Hall of Famer. He's played with Hall of Famers. Does it matter in late April, May, and early June? It never has. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I think it's fun when fans overreact. I get it. It, You're fans. Short for fanatic. You're emotional. We need you. We like you. But um, this story cracks me up. Kyle Shanahan won't consider a change from Brock Purdy to Sam Darnold. Okay, perspective. Did you think Brock Purdy was going to go 17-0 and throw for 62 touchdowns? He was going to keep up the pace? You think he was never going to lose a game? I can explain Brock Purdy's losing streak. He should remain the quarterback, and I love Darnold. He's missing his left tackle, Trent Williams, first ballot Hall of Fame. The backup's not even in the same class. He's missing his number one chess piece, Debo. Christian McCaffrey is banged up, which is often. Then in Cleveland, the Niners kicker missed two makeable free th- uh, field goals, or they would have won in Cleveland. In Minnesota, he had a concussion. He didn't realize until he was on the plane. Could have explained his two miscues late. Sunday, he lost to, I don't know, Joe Burrow. (laughs) Not all losing streaks are the same. If he had a more dependable kicker, it would be a two-game losing streak. For the record, Purdy was the Niners' leading rusher Sunday, and he threw for more yards, actually, than Joe Burrow. Brock Purdy is good. He's not great. I don't know if he's very good. He's good. He moves. He makes throws downfield. He's good. And the Niners are very good and fine. But um, if you look this morning at the third best odds to win the Super Bowl, it's San Francisco. Yes, he got off to a blazing start. This happens in Major League Baseball. A rookie comes up. He starts, oh, April, May. He Nobody's seen him. What do you throw him? Everybody's got film now. He had a brief mini concussion in Minnesota. Field goal kicker couldn't, couldn't hit kicks. He should be on a two, maybe a one-game losing streak. Everybody's going to be okay. And I'm a Sam Darnold fan. But if you watch that game, Purdy made a couple of big mistakes. That generally, we just talked Josh Dobbs, is the difference between a star and good and good and a backup are the mistakes. Almost everybody except the Giants backup can throw the ball down the field a little. 
So Purdy's fine. The Niners are fine. Trent Williams comes back eventually. So does Debo. Schedule perhaps lightens up. No more concussion. Field goal kicker hits a couple. They'll be fine. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts steph curry had over 40 last night that is something interesting last year warriors never won three straight road games last night they won their third straight road game it's all about chris paul you know it really is Steph was here last year. Draymond was here last year. Clay was here last year. Steve Kerr was here last year. Chris Paul wasn't, and Jordan Poole was. When Chris Paul got signed by the Warriors, my takeaway is bring in smart people in any industry. The rest will work itself out. The NBA has always been filled with talent. you got to sell me on more than talent. You have to be unbelievably talented to make an NBA roster. Young talent in the NBA and a roster gets you about 24 wins. It's called Houston. High-end playoff teams have a lot of smart. Kerr, Chris Paul, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, a lot of smart. Just go back one season. This same roster with Poole and no Chris Paul was terrible defensively. A turnover-prone mess, a tire fire on the road. Chemistry stunk. Blame Draymond all you want. Draymond's on this team. Draymond's on this team. Chemistry's great. Draymond was on last year's team. Chemistry was bad. What's changed? Jordan Poole, see ya. Chris Paul landed. You kept blaming Draymond. Was not the problem. Nobody liked Jordan Poole. And so Chris Paul, as the NBA has pushed toward more youth, maturity has declined. But look at what the good teams did this offseason. Boston adult Drew Holiday, Milwaukee, adult Dame, Warriors, Chris Paul, Phoenix, Bradley Beal, grown-ups, adults. I'm always hearing about the young talent. Houston's got a bunch of it. Who cares? Now, will there be Chris Paul turbulence? I'm not starting. Eh, there could be a skirmish here or there, but they'll figure it out. Smart people do. But Chris Paul's got money, a legacy, Hall of Famer. What's he missing? One goal, ring. What Steph Curry always been about, you knew that when he allowed KD to come in and star. One goal, winning. Steve Kerr, winning. Draymond, winning. Clay, winning. Everybody aligned now. Jordan Poole wanted his points and wanted his minutes. That's fine. Go to Washington. That's what they're about. But Chris Paul, this is what we said. Too often people outthink the room on NBA trades and NBA moves. Bradley Beal to Phoenix, he's smart and scores 20 a game. Plus, it'll work. Dame to Milwaukee, it'll work. Chris Paul to Golden State, it'll work. Drew Holiday with a Celtic, smart guy, smart player, smart organization, it'll work. Don't outthink the room. Smart people figure stuff out. Warriors did something they didn't do all last year. Three straight road wins. Well, for a pretty good team, here's Chris Paul. It's whatever I got to do to help our team win. You know what I mean? And so... If that means that, if that means not finishing some games or whatnot, you know, if you get a chance to play longer, long enough in this career, there's things that's going to change. There's things that's going to be different. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here. It's definitely different, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. All right. So um, I'm a radio host and I don't take calls. Mostly pointless. Although it should be noted, this is a TV and radio show. So nobody takes calls on TV. Uh, but college football fan calls are the absolute worst. There's no point. 
Uh, Dabo Sweeney found that out. So Clemson is uh, was very irrelevant. Then Dabo Sweeney showed up, and they started winning 10-plus games and winning national championships. So in these small southern towns, uh, they do this all the time. The coach does like a call-in radio show every week. Oh, good hell, it's awful. Uh, I mean, why not just put your coach on a losing streak in the town square and throw tomatoes at him? You're getting no context, a bunch of goobers calling to rip the coach, animosity about what he makes in a small town. So uh, Dabo Sweeney, a great coach who turned this completely irrelevant program around, was on that old radio show last night. (laughs) And here's a call he took. Why are we paying you $11.5 million to go 4-4? Four and four? Let me tell you something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem. The expectation is greater than the appreciation, mm. and that's the problem. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years, and there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama. By the way, since he arrived at Clemson, only Bama and Ohio State have one more, <laughs> and they're complaining about him because of what he makes, and I get the animosity, small town, richest guy in the state. Like I, I get all that stuff, and I understand those radio shows. They're just dreadful, but in the South, it's a big deal, especially in small town South. Um. Clemson has had 12 straight years of 10-plus wins, and they're not very good. So years ago, Mike Krzyzewski went through a couple years where he was just not a big fan of transfers. Like like, like his whole thing was the one and done. He didn't like one and done. Mike Krzyzewski, old school uh, West Point guy. I don't like one and done. Don't like one and done. And it hurt Mike Krzyzewski. And then he rebooted, accepted one and dones, and he's great. Dabo has struggled with the transfer portal. He's old school, South. He doesn't like the transfer portal. He's not comfortable with some of it. And my guess is he's going to reboot here and do some more transfer portal stuff. That's been the knock on him. But no fan bases are more delusional than college football fan bases. They think they own the team. It's a religion, and they're in the choir. But you are completely, utterly delusional. If you're banging on Dabo Sweeney, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. My entire life, Clemson had like one really good team in the 80s, and then nobody talked about him in the very crowded South where college football's king. All this guy does is win. You may not like him at times. I know some of the progressives in college football media don't love him all the time, but get over it. He's a great coach, and he's right. People, and I've seen this for years at Ohio State, Every Ryan Day is going to lose to Michigan again. Go to the message board that day. Fire Ryan Day. He's 35-2 and two in the Big Ten. Two losses to Harbaugh. <laughs> fans, don't take calls from college football fans. I love the sport. I'm going to Washington, USC this weekend. I was at Oregon, Utah last week. Don't take calls. You are lost if you don't think he's the right guy. That doesn't mean these coaches, Bobby Knight at one point, here and then he wouldn't recruit top players there. Mike Krzyzewski wobbled. He didn't want to do the one-and-done stuff. He rebooted. Calipari, king of the hill, and he's kind of had a couple rough years. It happens. Like Harbaugh, by the way. You all wanted Harbaugh out about three years ago. He had to reboot his staff. This college stuff is very fluid. The transfer portal, the NIL, uh, a lot of heat. Now you got conferences, Pac-12, out to the Big Ten. It's this stuff is hard, and most of these coaches are making $10 million bucks a year, and they're in tiny towns where there's some economic resentment and absolute um, delusion that you don't win 11, 12 games every year. In the NFL, fans understand it. In these small college towns where they think they own the program, uh, you know, it's, it's the religion. You know, it's Saturday football stadium's the first church, Sunday's the second church, and they're in the choir. But this guy knows what he's doing. Never forget, you were all trying to run out Harbaugh three years ago. You were all trying to run out Sark last year. And you're all trying to run out Ryan Day when he loses to Michigan. He's 35-2 and two in the Big Ten. Whew. If I was a college football coach, first thing I'd say is, I don't care about my salary. I'm not doing a weekly call-in show. That I won't do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Heard hierarchy. Time is now. Let's go. The top 10 NFL teams according to college. Number 10. Miami, don't trust the defense. O-line is shaky, but they lead the NFL in all major offensive categories. Last 18 home games, Tua's won 16. And listen, Tua completes the passes, coachable. This year he hasn't been hurt. I do think the O-line's a concern, and I'm not sure if this team's going to be any good in December and January if they're built for it. But right now, even though they have flaws, unlike Buffalo, I kind of know what I get every weekend when I watch them play. They're consistent. Their offensive line is consistently average, but I got Miami at 10. Number nine. Seattle. I like everything, but have questions about Geno Smith. Listen, their defense is getting to the quarterback, and I like the move the GM John Snyder made yesterday. They went and got Leonard Williams. The defense is already top four in sacks. Leonard's a baller. Uh, And here's the other thing. They're running the ball for over 100 yards. That is so Pete Carroll for the last five games. They've held opponents under 24 the last five games. So it's power running, good defense, at a defensive lineman. It speaks to who Pete Carroll is. I have the Seahawks at nine. Number eight. Dallas. They're a better version of Buffalo. I don't know what I get week to week, but their good Dallas team is really good. Their defense leads the NFL with four defensive touchdowns, and Trayvon Diggs has been out a while. Six of their seven games this year that they've won have been decided by 10-plus points. They are Buffalo. That's what they are. You don't know what you're going to get, but they are more consistent than Buffalo. Um, They just got dogged by San Francisco. Won't be the last team. Here's the other thing. 11th straight home win. Dallas... They put a fence around it. Dak and Dallas at home as favorites win. It was my second favorite bet this week. They took care of business with the Rams. Cowboys at eight. Number seven. San Francisco crushed them and is a better overall team. Don't get too caught up on Brock Purdy. If they could kick field goals, they would have beaten Cleveland. Without the concussion, they could have beaten Minnesota. So what? They lost to Joe Burrow. After Mahomes, he's the best quarterback on the planet. Now, Brock Purdy has gotten into turnovers. Of course he has, because he's good, not very good. He's not great. Burrow doesn't turn it over. Mahomes usually doesn't. That's because they're great. They're stars. So this is a good team. 
If they could hit field goals, it'd be a two-game losing streak. Last year, they muddled around for a while. I have San Francisco at seven. Number six. I really like Detroit. Last night, they just completely dominated that game. Uh, I wouldn't trust them in the playoffs, but they're the number two total offense, second best record in the NFC, have at least one touchdown of 20-plus yards in each of their last seven games. So I get some real big play potential with Detroit. And they showed that last night. They'll get to the quarterback. You can't run on Detroit. You can't run on this team, forcing you to pass. So if Detroit's high-powered offense takes a lead and you're playing from behind, ask Jimmy Garoppolo. Not a lot of time to throw. I have Detroit at six. Number five. Jacksonville. Maybe a bit low. Still don't trust them against a team like the Chiefs or maybe Joe Burrow. Five-game winning streak. Trevor Lawrence now for the last five games. Passer rating over 100. ATN, they got running backs who can catch. They got pass catchers who can run. I like Doug Peterson. They've held opponents down 20 points or fewer in four of the last five games. I think Jacksonville's good. I predicted they would be the number one seed in the AFC. They won overseas a couple of times. They've won on the road. That was Pittsburgh weather. They went into Pittsburgh and won in their place with their weather as a Florida team. Jacksonville at five. Number four. But I think they'd lose to Kansas City. I don't like Kansas City right now offensively. I think they're going to be fine in about six weeks but they're dropping too many passes they're very travis kelsey in the red zone dependent i've been saying this for weeks they're just not hitting now they're young defensively they'll get bolton back their receivers will get better and they will be fine i would love if they make a bigger trade deadline move for a chris godwin at tampa don't think they will this is a team that's young in spots and i think will be better but right now they go play miami overseas and usually i'd be like w I'm not so sure. That's why I have them at four. Number three. I've been on Cincinnati for a month. They're really good. They're really good. Joe Burrow has been outstanding. 118 passer rating last three weeks. I get stars, a star quarterback, an offensive coach, a consistent pass rush, a very active team that can beat you several ways. They're also taking the ball away, which they did October, November, December last year. This is a bad September team. But October 10th on, last three years, their money, baby, Cincinnati at three. Number two. Philadelphia's not even playing great games. They have great quarters, great series, and great halves, but they have the best record at seven and one. They're averaging 300 yards plus offensively. A.J. Brown now uncoverable. So you get all the physicality, all the strength, all the toughness, and their receiver on the perimeter, you can't guard him. Plus their tight ends. So I just think line play, perimeter excellence, risk takers may make a move today. Philadelphia at two. Number one. Said it three weeks ago. I'll say it again. Baltimore's the most complete team. Receivers, power, run, defense, sacks, coaching, everything works. They're just more explosive right now than Kansas City's offense with as good a defense. So I don't know how they stack up later, but they have a surplus of fast guys. We predicted they'd be the fastest team in the league. And Odell Beckham's not happy. He's not getting the ball enough. They are a pleasure to watch. Lamar's always been better in the pocket than people will admit. So I always tell you, my final four teams, to me, feel like real Super Bowl teams. Baltimore, Philly, Cincinnati, and Kansas City still think Kansas City, if they play the Jags in six weeks, would win. Barely, but win. We'll find out a lot about the Chiefs and that offense as they face Miami and are going to have to score. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. All right, Nick Wright, he always joins us a lot of times very... He's not cryptic. He'll tell me if he doesn't like it. So let me guess, you don't like where I put the Chiefs. No, it's fine for now. They just had a terrible loss. It's fine. I, I mean, I, it's a little curious that looking at the herd hierarchy, if the playoffs started today, the team that would be the one seed, the Chiefs, are in fourth, and a team that would not make the playoffs, and in fact, <laughs> even if you expanded it to eight teams, would not be in because the Jets would be in ahead of them. The Bengals are in third. That. I, that strikes me as a little curious, but aside from that, it's solid. You and I are the only people outside of Duval County that believe in the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I like that. But I've got 
Because here's the thing. You have been adamant, you know, wh- whether you will admit it or not, that you will not put the Chiefs at the top of a herd hierarchy <laughs> all year long until they win. So I, and this week they lose to Denver and your beloved Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. So I get it. Today is not the day to crow. And in fact, because of that, I'm even wearing Broncos colors. Nice. So they can celebrate the best moment the franchise has had in nearly a decade. <laughs> the win over the Chiefs to yeah. get to three and five. Yeah. Here's what I would propose to you, Colin Cowherd. And I'm putting you on the spot here. Okay. But this weekend, the Chiefs play the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Then they have a bye. Then, on a Monday night, they play the Philadelphia Eagles. When the Chiefs win both of those games and get to 8-2, and I want two things. One, I want that Tuesday for the Chiefs to be atop the herd hierarchy. And more importantly, I want that Tuesday... For the first time in the six and a half years of my show, for on that Tuesday, instead of me joining you, you join us just for a moment, just for a second, to come on the show, maybe right around the top when we're talking about the Chiefs being the Eagles, and say, you know what? The Chiefs are the best team in the league. Nick's been telling me all year. That's what I would ask. If they do that, can you do that? Yeah, sure. Why not? That day, I'm not very busy. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. The two weeks of that would be so three weeks from t- today. America, set your ca- yeah. calendars. Colin will be joining us around three yeah. fifteen uh, Eastern time. All and right, I'll, go ahead. As you and will. I'll be the more most affordable prop you've ever had on the show. By the way, because I'm on. Oh, the also dump. by the way, Colin. Also, uh, but well, affordable. But try to try to wear a tie. We wear t- jackets and ties to our show. So try to try to you know what I mean. To class it up a bit. Okay, let's go here, though, because I think, I think the Denver thing is they were bound to lose a divisional game, and divisional games are always weird, and the weather was sure. bad, and Mahomes is. But I do, there is something about this team that uh, Mahomes, and I saw Brady do this at the end in New England, really get frustrated with his teammates. And that's not really who Tom is. He'd get frustrated with his coaches. But when Mahomes is looking at his coaches and doing this, and it's like, yeah, he should. Sky Moore drop one. Rice drop one. Like, this receiving core... It's just not special in the AFC. Can I mean, aren't you concerned going against Waddle and Tyreek Hill that if it's a track meet, you can't keep up? Well, I don't think it'll be a track meet I, because I think the Chiefs have an elite defense. And I, well, I, I'll tell you what I'm confused by. I'm confused by the Chiefs telling the entire world what they were doing and then folks just refusing to accept it because in their mind's eye, the Chiefs are supposed to be something else. The Chiefs traded away Tyree Kill for draft picks. They used those draft picks on defensive players. They now have a worse offense, and a far better defense. Right. And everyone seems to be saying, what the hell happened? We know what happened. Tyreek Hill was on the Chiefs. They traded him. With a wide receiving core very similar to this one last year, they won the Super Bowl. Now, what I will tell you is this. What I think they need to do, I don't think they need to add to their wide receiver room, Colin. I think they need to subtract from the wide receiver room in this regard. They have been doing a six and seven wide receiver rotation. I don't think that is going to work anymore. Sky, listen, you can't hit on every draft pick. Sky Moore looks like a missed pick. Rasheed Rice, I think, looks like a really good pick. So I think you need to go into starting with this game against the Dolphins with a typical wide receiver group where you know who your top three are. It will be Rasheed Rice. It will be MVS, who was there last year, and the guy who I like a lot, Justin Watson, who dislocated his elbow, but he's back with some Kadarius Tony mixed in. None of these guys are getting in a rhythm because everyone is trying to get snaps and you added McCole Hardman. So listen, the Sky Moore thing doesn't appear to have worked out. I think Rasheed Rice can be good. I think the Chiefs are going to go to Germany and beat the Dolphins and all will be right in the world. Okay, we listen, I, I have no problem with fans overreacting, but I had said earlier if San Francisco could hit reasonable field goals, they'd be on a two game losing streak. And we also found out that Joe Burrow's better than Brock Purdy. What Joe Burrow did to the Niners defense is what Mahomes did last year to the Niners defense. <laughs> like, nobody stops those guys when they're on. Ask Kansas City. Yeah. When Jalen Hurts is on, it's hard. When, when Josh Allen's on, yeah. it's hard. When Lamar's on. So I don't, I don't, I'm not 
I always said Purdy makes too many good throws not to be considered good. I'm not saying very good, especially good. He's not great. Do you think it's time to move off him? Where are you on Purdy? Well, no, I don't think it's time to move off him, but I think that he has a very real possibility of becoming the first player in league history to, within the same season, have the talk show topics be, is he the league MVP, turn to, should he be benched for Sam Darnold? (laughs) I do think that train might be coming down the tracks if after the bye they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is very on the board. Here, the, the Purdy thing has been so frustrating for me because it, we are seeing Jimmy Garoppolo, once they got Christian McCaffrey, had 10 touchdowns, one pick. They only lost one game. It was to the Chiefs, and he had a 110 passer rating. And then he got hurt and was done. And now Jimmy Garoppolo, statistically, is one of the very worst quarterbacks in football despite having Devontae Adams, despite having Josh Jacobs, despite having Hunter Renfro. It's almost like he was being propped up by what was going on in San Francisco. And then he gets replaced by Brock Purdy. And instead of folks admitting it's the scheme, it's the talent around him, it's all of that, people tried to convince themselves Brock Purdy was great. And I and folks have now started saying, Nick, so Purdy's not allowed a few bad games. He's not allowed to throw picks. Patrick Mahomes throws picks. Josh Allen throws picks. And the answer to that question is, you are right. He is not allowed that because Purdy's entire thing was that he doesn't make mistakes. It was that, hey, yes, we know he can't make all the throws. We know he's not a great athlete. We know he doesn't wow you with his arm. But the folks who couldn't figure out what he was really good at tried to convince themselves, they're like, oh, it's his processing. It's his decision-making. Things you can't actually prove, which really just meant he doesn't make mistakes. And then riddle me that, all of a sudden, he has to play from behind for the first time in his career, and three straight seconds halves he's brutal three straight games he uh, he either can't move the ball at all in the second half or makes critical errors and so I and right now he is the weak link on the San Francisco 49ers and so do I think he should be benched right now no of course not do I think that is going to be a real conversation a month from now yes I do all right I gotta ask you my take on the Sixers and um The Clippers trade was most GMs, if you gave them great draft picks, pick swaps, expiring contracts, and better chemistry, would consider it a win. So I think Philadelphia this morning feels like now and future, good space. Cap space big with expiring contracts. The Clippers just got weirder. I I, I went to the internet this morning. Everybody loves what the Clippers got. And I'm, oh, they didn't give up Terrence Mann. All right, there's your mini win. But Westbrook, Kawhi, Harden... I, know, I, I look at this and I'm like, wh- wh- I think Steve Ballmer's opening an arena just like James Dolan opened the sphere with U2. I think he's opening an arena and yeah. he wants more star power. I don't know how the Clippers, I mean, I, I, to me, yeah. Philadelphia I, upgraded multiple ways. I a thousand percent agree with you, Colin. It, I, I got to tell you, man, if you didn't have a blind spot for the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, your takes <laughs> would just be on fire this year. Uh, I mean, I think, I think you, I think you nailed this. So first of all, and this could be interesting to do later in the show. I'm going to do it on first things first. Put next to each other what the Blazers got. When they traded Drew Holiday to Boston, they got two firsts, Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. And what the Sixers just got for James Harden, who had quit on his third team and only one team wanted him. They got two firsts and a swap, more valuable first, by the way, and players not as good as Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, but also not as injury-prone or on long, long-term long contracts the right. way Robert Williams is. So I think the Sixers just got more for Harden than the Blazers got for Drew Holiday, you know, and when they kind of routed him to sure, Boston sure. after the Milwaukee trade. I also think that for Philly... 
This is they now have very the, the Clippers unprotected 2028 pick and the pick swap in 2029 are wildly valuable pieces that they will use, I believe, probably to get a guy you pro, you know, I don't think you'll be a big fan of in Zach Levine. Your buddy Chris Mannix brought up OG Ananobi. He would be possible. I and so they are going to make another move with those assets down the road. The Clippers, on the other hand, at, they have for, for 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. That's six years of drafts, Collins. They do not have their own first. They do not have their own second. I've never seen anything like it. And Kawhi, Paul George, Russ, and Harden, all four of them are either free agents or have the ability to be, the free, be free agents after this season. So yes, the reason Harden wanted to go there was because they can pay him and if Kawhi and Paul George leave, of course Ballmer will pay him so someone is there for the arena. But do I think this is going to work? No. Harden and Russ played together for <laughs> one year in Houston post OKC and it was they both enjoyed it so much they both demanded <laughs> trades after. It was like, that was so awful. We both got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Kawhi and Paul George are health risks. I agree with you entirely that this is a the Clippers continuing to just pretend like the championship window is wide open and mortgaging the entire future is baffling. And OK KC's got to be happy because yep. they have those picks. Yep. And right now, Philly has their picks later in the decade. Yeah. I mean, I just I looked at it this morning, and the I understand it's a star league, and whoever gets the star, everybody. But, but folks, at some point, every GM in the league is looking for draft picks, pick swaps, expiring contracts, and better chemistry. That's the that's like it, the it, it, yeah that that's perfect for every I, GM so in the can league. Can I just add something to yeah. it real quick? Yeah. I don't. I think the Clippers typically are like I don't like a lot of their moves. But I, I think it's smart people run the organization. I don't under they could have gotten this deal done a week ago with one fewer first round pick if they would have included Terrence Mann. And they so the Clippers value Terrence Mann more than a future for, first. Terrence Mann is 27 years old. And career eight points per game. He's not some young prospect. Right. He's 27. So I just, I don't understand what they're doing. And I think that they are, you know, they are a fringe Western Conference playoff team that is operating like they're a fringe champion and they're nothing close to it. Sorry Nick to Wright. You. Nick Wright. Good stuff today. He's a little nervous. Kansas yeah. City going overseas against Miami. It's they're the one could, seed. Could go That's, either well, I'm way. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> I mean, can I borrow your jet to go to the game? Show how unnervous I am? I'll see you on First Things First three weeks from today. Mark your calendar. See you guys. All right. With a tie. Okay. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.